On this episode of Pack It Up Pod, we talk about the Eagles coming to town. If you haven't already, hit subscribe on your podcast platform of choice and give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter at the Packers Pod and our website, PackersPodcast.com. Third down and seven. Rodgers backs up. Adams, touchdown, Green Bay. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to the Pack It Up Packers podcast. This is Ryan, joined as always by Josh and Dan. Hello, gents. Hey, hey, hey. Hello, boys. So I feel like we bring this up every three years, and this is officially that time. Can we get away with if you're a division winner, you can make the playoffs, but it has to be ranked by overall seat or uh, record? Can we get to that point? The fact that we could have a sub 500 team that hosts a first game is ridiculous. Yeah, I'm I'm all for them making the playoffs because you you know you are the best of your division, but you definitely should, do not deserve a home game. You know the home game should be to the top uh, overall records of each uh, you know respected I'm, conference. I'm not so. even a fan of them getting into the playoffs. Like oh, this, you got to yeah, you got to no. Why now. this artificial creation of four teams in a division determined that. You, the only teams you could beat were other bad teams from your division. Therefore, you're in the playoffs with a losing record. Why? I get your point, um, but it creates the regions, I believe. You know, the NFL is all about popularity and people watching. And if you don't have a whole entire region, let's just say the <laughs> NFC East, East uh, not not in the in the playoffs, that, that would cause issues to fans and, you know, just viewership probably. So just on oh, that no. aspect, you got oh, no. East but Coast I totally viewership. get what you're talking oh, about. Oh, East Coast viewership <laughs> uh, <laughs> wouldn't get favorited for one year. Well, now that we angered everybody in New York and Philadelphia, uh, <laughs> let's turn our attention <laughs> to Dallas, this like Eagle. that should be in the East. <laughs> no, yeah. no. I think they're getting actually demoted this year. I'm Ooh, pretty sure. Relegated. So, sorry, McCarthy, about that. <laughs> uh, the Eagles, I, this goes for everybody in the East, which is pretty much all floating around a 4-7 and seven or so record. Uh, their wins are against a 49ers team, which I believe didn't have at one point 12 of their starters for that game. And then they beat the Giants and Cowboys. So <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know really what to say. They're on this beautiful streak of losing to Giants, Browns, Seahawks. They've put up a fight, but they've lost every single one. Uh, and so let's start with our defense and their offense. Carson Wentz. Whew, boys, boys, <laughs> we we need to win this game because Carson Wentz, came into Lambeau last year when they were down and out and somehow pulled off a miracle and got on a roll. It can't happen again. This year leads the NFL in interceptions with 15, leads the NFL in overall turnovers with 19, leads the NFL with 46 sacks, and has the fifth lowest QBR in the league. Somehow Nick Foles is the third worst, so... Maybe it's just not all uh, happy-go-lucky for former Eagles quarterbacks. Miles Sanders does have the ability to pull off some big runs, especially against this Packers defense. But do you guys know who their leading receiver is currently? 
I, I would have I would have guessed Ertz. Yeah, you already told me, so I can't guess. <laughs> Fulham. How? How? Fulgham. How? Fulgham. Who was how? on the Packers roster in the springtime? And then Richard Rodgers, their second leading receiver in terms of yards, also that's, former Packers. So that's just... mind blowing. <laughs> that's insane. It's all those bombs in the. And I was zone. I was looking that up too. There's 46 sacks against Carson Wentz this year. So to put that into perspective, how many do you think? Uh, how many sacks have happened against Aaron Rodgers? Uh, five. Mm, I think it's you know maybe ten. I feel like it's higher. Close. Eleven. Mm-hmm. So wow. four four x the amount of sacks for Carson Wentz. And to jump right into it, Wentz feels like he he sees his first read, and as soon as his first read is covered or it's not as clean as he wants it to be, he ducks and runs. And it, and that's an effect of his offensive line ain't great, and what we can talk about that too. But he's in scramble mode. He's 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 got you know jittery feet. He's he's always trying to escape the pocket, and he he can run. He, you know he's not a weapon like a Kyler Murray or a Russell Wilson, but he can scramble and pick up ten yards for you. Uh, but I really think this is a game. You know when it comes to the sack department. Also diving way too deep into stats, but this one didn't take me long to find. You know, Zadarius, ironically, is still a league leader, not the league leader, but a league leader in sacks with nine. But do you know our statistical production behind that? Like, how many sacks do you think second place has? Uh, Two, probably, right? Yeah, two two boys are good. Two and a half by both Preston and Rashawn. There's two by Kiki, which I think we're in the same game. Correct. If I, rem- if mm-hmm. I remember, everybody else has one, so everybody else is just a, a flash in the pan. I really hope this game is, you know, a little bit of a, a pad the stats, as Stephen Tuitt said in their <laughs> Wednesday afternoon matinee. Uh, I, the offense is it, they don't have many weapons. They're going to run against us pretty well, but this pass rush should have a great day, and they need to bring them down. I'm I'm. After watching, especially this past week when they played the Seahawks, because the Seahawks, decent team, right? Um, and their defense isn't that stellar this year. So I, I was interested to see what the the Eagles could pull off, and they couldn't do anything really. Um, I'm just blown away that since 2017, same quarterback, same coach, um, you know, a lot of different players elsewhere, but I can't believe that they can't put anything together to just get a groove going with this offense. Um, just like you said, Wentz can run. He's got great legs under him. Um, but that offensive line, I just think, is 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 limiting this offense and the lack of wide receiver depth. I mean, probably anyone, none of, none of the people listening to this podcast could probably name a wide receiver other than Alshon Jeffrey, um, <laughs> unless they watch the draft for Jalen Rager. But um, – Wentz stats, 58.1 completion rating and averaging six yards a pass. And then touchdowns interception is 16 touchdowns of 15 interceptions. I that That's why they're losing right there. That's the only reason we're going to get touch on their defense. I think their defense is actually pretty decent. Um, but turnovers and just the lack of, lack of consistency from this offense is what they're missing. Yeah, and we brought it up against the Bears and Mitch Trubisky. I think it's the same situation. Wentz is going to give this defense at least three or four throws that they need to get into this savage mode of 
catch it. Whether it's easy, whether it, you you got to catch Kevin it. Kevin King. Yeah, and you look Carson Wentz. Twenty nine percent of his throws are off target. Like it's Whoa. not even remotely close. Oh, and I agree oh with Dan. God. Looking back at the film, he he has a panicked look to him. Like he looks like that quarterback that's dealt with past injuries that just doesn't want to get hurt again. And it's just a really, really interesting scenario. The pressure is mounting. I'm surprised that they haven't gone to Jalen Hurts more on just kind of a pressure reliever of let's see what happens um, because it's insane. So that's the first point is we need to take advantage of these bad throws. Secondly, we need to stay strong on third downs. The Philadelphia Eagles are the 27th ranked third down team in the National Football League. We have to get the third downs, and we can't have these situations like we've seen in the Colts game, we've seen in the Jaguars game, where we let bad third downs go. We need to stay strong on this. Uh, this is just has all the signs of Preston got it going last game. Perfect way to continue on. I would love to see Gary continue on. And the secondary, here is your chance to pad those stats this game. The issues of, of Wentz getting happy feet and not looking comfortable is all around that offensive line. The, the schemes that were deployed against them by Seattle, it was nothing special. They were just running common stunts or Mike linebacker blitzes right up the A-gap, which is ironic because your center is the guy calling out a blitz that he sees in the line shift. So he sees a Mike linebacker blitzing. And then he would let the Mike linebacker get right past him going unblocked. Jamal Adams had a ton of success. He, he plays safety, but they use him just like a blitzing linebacker nowadays. He has five and a half sacks. I mean, he has twice as much as Rashawn Gary or Preston Smith. He has more sacks than both of those guys combined. That's just wild. But they just used him as a blitzer, and he caused all sorts of havoc. I think the only way for the Eagles to combat the statistical production we'd like our defense to have would be run the ball more. They ran it 14 times or 16 times against Seattle, which is just including five of events. So that's, yeah, you know, they were by yeah. the quarterback. It's just way too low of a number. And if you're an Eagles fan, you need to establish the ground game. We all know as Packer fans that that's, that's our vulnerability. So get Miles Sanders going and buy that extra half a second for Wentz on passing plays, because we have to respect the run. If they don't even try to do that or, on the flip side, if we put up 14 points early in the first quarter like we've been known to do and they have to start throwing the ball, I think this game's over. Yeah, and we were talking before, Jalen Hurts. You know, I, I when they yeah. put him in in what the last game, I thought he was going to stay in because Carson Wentz looked god-awful. And, you know, Jalen Hurts made a completion. Um, he had a nice little run and then came off the field. So who knows what the you know head coach is thinking there. But I, I'm a little worried just from the quarterbacks have both can run um, and Miles Sanders, like you're saying, he didn't have a great game against the Seahawks, but he's averaging over five yards of carry on the year and he's quick and he can catch it out of the backfield also. Um, so our linebackers and safeties are going to are going to have it out for him again um, in this game because that's going to be Ertz is back in this game, too. We'll see how much action he gets. But those two are going to be the go to uh, targets in this game. I am very interested on the Packers side of the ball. I I would hate to have to put money on, you know, what percentage each guy plays. But Chris Barnes is back off the COVID list. And maybe they give him this week to get ready and he starts playing again next week. But if he's back on the field, 
I'm going to be fascinated by the I'd love it by the breakdown of of Kirksey, Barnes, and Martin of who's getting what reps where. It, it's great to have those three guys healthy. They've all got game action and shown they can perform. They've all got weaknesses, but at least we got three guys that can be in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it's really interesting about Miles Sanders too. Is I guess I expected this backfield to be more of a a player in the receiving game. Uh, he's only got 19 catches, and in mm-hmm. comparison to Jones, who has 33, and Williams that has 27, it really is mind blowing to me that if we can control Sanders enough that we don't have these Montgomery big runs, I, I just don't see how our defense does doesn't take care of business and hold them to around that 14 to 17 point mark just because they don't seem to trust the passing game, whether it's tight ends, wide receivers or running backs. So uh, it works out nicely for our defense uh, if things can go correctly. But let's switch gears because the Packers offense is up against a task, I think, because the Eagles do rank as the ninth best defense and they've had to put up a lot of work to try to even keep some of these games Mm. remotely close uh last week jones williams everybody came from the running game we got help on the receiving game let's talk about this eagles defense what do you guys think is their biggest strength and where can we take advantage the biggest strength is i i love their defensive line and in a couple of their corners. But I, I think the defensive line is their biggest strength. Uh, they got Fletcher Cox and Derek Barnett out of Tennessee up front. Um, and, and Fletcher Cox is one that I've always loved throughout his career. Uh, he, he plays similar to DeForest Buckner's style, you know, just very disruptive. He throws people around left and right. Um, both of them have five and a half sacks on the year. Um, but the good news is that they're on the side of Jenkins and Bakhtiari. So their strengths are our strengths, you know, is what I see with this defense. Um, so I, I don't see us really having a tough time in the run game, pass game, possibly a little different uh, with protecting Aaron Rodgers. But the run game, I think we may have some success. Yeah, the, the passing game I, I need to talk about for a second, because watching these guys and then looking at the depth chart and analyzing it a little bit, it's the secondary we as Packer fans wish we had. Like switch the names on the back of the jerseys for our guys because mm-hmm. we're we're impartial to them. But remember, you know Packers versus Lions in the days that it should have always been a blowout. And for some reason the Lions always kind of hung in there. They were always kind of a little sticky. And Rodgers didn't play well in Detroit for a couple times in a row. And a lot of that was Darius Slay led. Mm-hmm. And Darius Slay got beat up on Monday night by DK Metcalf. He the, he struggled with the muscle of that athletic freak. But he really has had some good battles with guys like Devontae, the more finesse-type wide receivers, dating back to Detroit. And he's still having a good year as one of the top corners in the league, in my opinion. So I think we're going to resemble one of those games. This secondary likes to press. They like to go man-on-man. They like to be in your face and really make you earn every yard. And it's a style that I respect and enjoyed watching because, man, I wish Mike Pettin would deploy it. And to to no shock of anybody, then I look up who their defensive coordinator was, and it's Jim Schwartz. It's the old Lions coach. And I'm like, oh, we might be in for maybe not 40 points, right? I mean, we still have a pretty darn good offense, and I'm I'm done guessing low scoring games. This offense has proven that we're going to score in most games. <laughs> but but I expect you know maybe Devontae doesn't have that you know 
five catches in the first quarter, 150 yard type of performance. He's going to have a bit of bat, a bit of a battle on the outside. I, I think the exposure point, the the point to attack here, to Josh's point, the D line is great. You didn't even bring up Brandon Graham and Josh Sweat, guys that mm-hmm. we'd love to have on our D line. You know, in, instant studs compared to our instant. D line. Instant. Yeah. But uh, without even bringing them up, but I think the linebackers are the position here that that you really got to get after, and and our offense is built for that. I've I've got faith that we can play to their weaknesses in this game. One hundred percent. I I I put T.J. Edwards on the page because he's our Wisconsin boy, um, and he actually did have a pretty decent game last week. Uh, but that middle linebacker crew is their weakness, uh, and Jones. Um, and Jamal Williams, I think should just have a day and even throw in Tunyon with that group. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't see anybody covering those three either in the run game or the pass game. Um, like you said, though, I'm worried about Darius Slay and their defensive coordinator. I was going to bring up both of those points. Um, he knows our offense. He knows Aaron Rodgers. um, even though they didn't win a lot, but they always prove to be difficult. And I, I see that with this defense. I think they actually put up a better uh, display uh, than the Bears did last week. I think this defense is better than the Bears defense. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. It's, well, yeah, I guess if Hicks isn't in the game. There was no Hicks. Yep. Yeah. yeah, no Hicks. No Hicks. It is interesting. I mean, they spread the, the sack game around uh, wording uh, very well. Brandon Graham is is actually a, a beast. Um, being one of being the older guys on the team with seven sacks, two forced fumbles and a recovery. But, yeah, you look at just from a, a sack perspective or even just going after the quarterback, it is all defensive ends and tackles like Alex Singleton, their linebacker is one sack. That's it. And so this group tends to play back a little bit. They kind of tend to play this zone coverage that I, I hope we can take advantage of. If I'm the Green Bay Packers, I look at that script from last week against the Bears and I say, let's do the exact same thing again. Get the offensive going from a tight end perspective, wide receiver perspective. The running game, I would love for us to take advantage of of just getting some runs together because, um, you know, this team is is going to allow stuff. Uh, they're the 23rd best rushing defense past their eighth. So they're definitely getting that pressure on the quarterback and forcing interceptions, forcing uh, three and outs. But. If we can get this running game going to 160 total rushing yards, I I would hope that that's enough to open up the rest of the field pretty well against a team that uh, hopefully is in a bad position in terms of where they're starting on the field if we can do what we need to do on the defensive side. Yeah, on our running game, isn't it shocking? I'm not much to like look up the season stats mid-season. Like, I, the projections, I don't think they rarely play out, but we're 11 games in. And there's this running conversation about Aaron Jones's contract and Jamal Williams' contract, and who do you resign? You can't keep both. What if you keep one? Oh, imagine if you just kept Jamal. That'd be crazy. Neither one are going to be thousand yard rushers this year. That well, that that could change if yeah. if Aaron Jones puts up a buck fifty against the Eagles, then all of a sudden he's sitting you know closer to eight hundred with four games to go, but he's averaging seventy a game and he's got six twenty four. Like the running game has not, you know, produced the yardage. It's been effective, but it it hasn't been big yardage for us. And I'm wondering if against the secondary that I think could pose some challenges for us. Uh, I'm wondering if it's tight ends and running, like you just said. So on top of that, I got a question, and I want you guys to think about this for a half a second before answering. I almost 
want to say that this game has already been won or lost by the Packers based on their week of practice. Oh, yeah, 100%. Thank you for taking a half a second to think about it. (laughs) (laughs) No, I totally agree. I think if you had a a crisp, efficient week of practice, you've already won this game. It it shouldn't be a challenge. If you were kind of dragging or or looking elsewhere or talking about COVID and not focusing or looking at next week's games – then this game could be close, but I feel like this game's already been won or lost. That's that's one thing I have in why they're going to win. I, I have that I think the coaching is going because we've been sloppy. This team has been sloppy with penalties. We've been sloppy with just execution um, on offense and defense. Um, so I, I think I, hopefully the coaches focus more instead of on the game plan versus the Eagles. Be, because it's the Eagles, they're they're focusing more on just cleaning up the overall play, and I think that in itself will help us moving forward. I, I hope that that has happened. <laughs> All right, predictions. Predictions. <laughs> All right, so game. We have a weird uh, Tony Romo flex into a Sunday afternoon. Yeah, we get Romo. <laughs> so Eagles, Packers. Who do you have? Who's your MVP? Let me start. Okay. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. <laughs> I got the Packers. Whoa! I <laughs> <laughs> got them winning 34-20. I actually came down three points while we were talking. Um, and and like I said, I I think as long as we play a clean game of football, you know, no turnovers. Um, I don't I, least amount of sacks. I don't think they'll get much on us. Um, but we'll see. Um, it's my one worry for that defense. Um. But just execute underneath the play of the safeties in the corners um, and run them deep early. Run them deep with the wide receivers early, wear them out, and hit them with the tight ends and running backs underneath. It, it, it should be there all day. Even the little play action, naked bootleg, and then t- dump it <laughs> off to the tight end, and it should be there all game. Even if it's five yards at a time, that's a solid play against this defense. Um, uh, and then going into the MVP, I think it's going to be Tunyon this week. Uh, I I expect some big things from our tight end. I, hopefully it's Tunyon. It could be uh, maybe Jace shows up. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. But yeah, I know he won't. But uh, the stats I'm calling 101 yards and two touchdowns for Tunyon because I I think he'll have a big big day. Dang, I was gonna say Tunyon two touchdowns myself. That's why I went first. Choo, choo, choo. So I'm excited we get Tony Romo because not often we get to watch him uh, talk about the Packers live in game. I'm not excited at CBS. For some reason, we talked about this off air, but I feel like Fox is just built for NFC. And I don't get why NFC team facing NFC team is on CBS, but I digress. So like I just said on the outcome of this game, I think it's already been won or lost based on the week of practice from the Packers. As a Packer fan, I'm going to say they went ahead and had a nice week of practice, and they should win this game. There's specific things I'm looking for, though, to keep it clean, though. A, special teams has continued to suck. And with the signing of Tavon Austin, get J.K. Scott right. Make the field goals and your extra points. Crosby's been good, but what's with the missed extra point? Like, let's let's keep this stuff on track, right? Let's, let's get some things right. And then turnovers, you finally got a couple – uh, against the Bears, and those things have a way of being contagious. So let's build on that. This offense is is going to give you some opportunities. Uh, let's build on the turnover game and have a couple here as well. My, my score prediction was almost exactly like Josh's. I'm done predicting low scoring games until the Packers face a defense that keeps them, you know, under 20. 
I've got them 35-24. If you look at the rest of the Eagles' schedule, I'm not sure they win another game. But if you look backwards, they haven't lost games by more than 10 very frequently. They got blown out by the Rams early, and they lost to the Steelers by 11. And at my quick look at their schedule, those are the only two times they lost by double digits. So winning by 11 is a feat against these guys because of the strength of that defense. I had Tanyan as the MVP, and I was just going to say two touchdowns. So I don't know if I got to come up with one on the spot. How about Kenny Clark has another strong performance? You know, let's do a sack and three tackles for loss. Yeah, baby. Yeah, I I feel as good about this game as I did last week. I do think we'll take care of business, and I do think we'll actually beat them by more than they've ever been beat this year. I, I just think that this is just another game in the progression of moving towards hopefully a playoff team. The defense shows up. Offense shows up. If you look at the games that they they really got beat up on, uh, there was a receiver that just went wild. So DK Metcalf went off, Claypool went off earlier in the season. So this is this is as an Adams game written all over it. I can also picture Adams seeing all the DK Metcalf talk and being like, "I think I can do that too." <laughs> so I, I I have no concerns over him going over 100 yards with two touchdowns. So between him and Tanya, there's going to be a, a lot of points scored uh but i would love to see this secondary pick up some uh interceptions i would love to see this pass rush continue to go i have it as 33-0 after Whoa. the third quarter wait after the third quarter and then <laughs> 17 so 33-17 is the final score that's good. for this game <laughs> that's if so that packers true too. i'm giving you everything that's so packers <laughs> But we'll see. I mean, this is a game uh, we've talked about before that the Jaguars was an ugly one that you just needed to win. The Bears, you had to take care of business. This falls in the same route of we cannot struggle against a, a bottom barrel team. Like this just has to be a win at home. And uh, we'll see how it goes. But we'll see everybody Sunday afternoon. And until then, thank you. Go back up. Oh.